welcome back to another episode of Quick Spin, the Auto Week podcast, where we get to the essence of the automobile. Today, we are talking about the 2023 Alfa Romeo Stelvio Ti Lusso. That's right, the crossover from our friends over at Alfa Romeo. You can take a look at this Alfa Romeo on our Instagram page right now. That's at Auto Week USA. And hey, while you're over there, why don't you head over to our Facebook page and click that like button. That we get all the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. That we get all the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. We're going to spend a ton of time talking about this Alfa in just one second, but first we have to pay the bills. Do you have a car-loving little one in your life? Give them Road and Track Crew's Big and Fast Cars. Loaded with 701 amazing car facts, this hardcover book is custom-built for kids who love slick supercars, powerful monster trucks, and record-smashing speed machines. The only thing your little one needs to drive Road and Track Crew's Big and Fast Cars is a license for fun. Road and Track Crew's Big and Fast Cars is on sale now at Amazon.com. And Tom, you're here today to talk about the 2023, if I'm not mistaken, Alpha. Romeo Stelvio. Tom, how are we doing today and how is this car? I'm doing great. This is the Lusso all-wheel drive trim. So, um, and pricing was uh, about $60,000 out the door. What is the price that you want to pay for Italian luxury, right? Uh, hard to say. We're here talking about Alpha and you, my friend, take us around this Alpha Romeo Stelvio. Well, let's jump to that right now. How's that sound? And I am here with the 2023 Alfa Romeo Stelvio Lusso all-wheel drive. Uh, for those of you who need a little background on the Stelvio, uh, this is the, uh, the two-row crossover CUV uh, that debuted in 2016 at the uh, LA Auto Show. Uh, this car is named for the Stelvio Pass in Italy, which is uh, a mountain range with some great uh, switchbacks for driving. Uh, this car shares a platform with the Giulia sedan, uh, which also came to the U.S. Uh, actually came in 2017 before the uh, Stelvio did. Uh, this is a, a rear-wheel drive architecture. Uh, it's good-looking crossover. It's assembled in Casino, Italy. The front end, the most distinctive element of the front end, is this uh, inverted triangular grille that is right in the center. Uh, and on either side of it are these headlamps that are very dramatic. They're long, sleek, kind of stretched to the back of the vehicle. Um, it's kind of a nice archway that connects, that, that kind of flows across uh, from the right to the left side of the vehicle. Uh, it's an archway that, that kind of connects the two tail lamps. It's above the tail lamps. And then that archway is uh, replicated by the shape of the, uh, the bottom edge of the uh, rear window. I want to tell you about the wheels on this vehicle. Uh, these are brushed aluminum uh, alloys and very good looking. I guess I'd describe it as a uh, as a honeycomb rim. So these these five large almost bubbles that uh, create the spokes of this rim and um, you know really distinctive. Very you know, at this point it's to me the most uh, Alfa Romeo styling element. You know, when I see uh, when I see these rims on the road, I know that this is an Alfa Romeo. And uh, here inside the Stelvio, this particular model has the $3,900 Lusso all-wheel drive package, and that includes the luxury leather, the uh, satin aluminum molding, the 14-speaker premium sound system from. Uh, Harman Kardon, I believe it is. And this interior is crema or cream colored uh, with a lot of black accents and natural wood trim. It's really nice to see these uh, matte wood finishes, uh, veneer wood finishes on the instrument panel and on the door trim. 
Uh, there are three modes in which you can switch into uh, here, here in this vehicle. Uh, it's Alfa Romeo DNA, uh, and that stands for Dynamic, Natural, and Advanced. So uh, this, this is the two-liter turbocharged engine. It's uh, the eight-speed transmission works, works quite nicely. 306 pound-feet of torque, and uh, the rated fuel economy is 22 in the city, 28 on the highway. Tom, I must say, having seen uh, my fair share of Alfa Romeo Stelvios, both the TIs, which this is, and the Q uh, Q4s on the road, it is one sharp-looking little crossover. Indeed. Indeed it is. Um, and as I mentioned, those wheels, they really do set it apart. Uh, front end, back end, when I see it on the road, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely an Alfa Romeo. And it's not easy to stand apart in that body style uh, in a segment that is just enormous. We're talking the middle luxury CUV segment is tracked by Ward's and uh, tons of competition in that in that segment. I mean, no better time like the present to talk about the competition, right? I mean, what what what's this thing stacking up against? I mean, most of our listeners, I'm sure, already know from the top of their head, but like, let's just talk about it. All right. Well, we're talking 1.2 million vehicles in this segment that were sold last year. This is again that seems like a middle lot. luxury CUV. Yeah, a lot of vehicles, a lot of brands. Um, but. Alpha sold 7,752 of these Stelvios here in the U.S., okay? 7,700. That's up against the Acura RDX, okay? Most people, you know, most people think that Acura really is 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 kind of a non-gamer, but uh, they they really have stepped it up. They sold 25,000 RDXs. Uh, that's also up against 62,000 Audi Q5s. That's up against 66,000 BMW X3s. That's up against... Um, Lexus NX of uh, about 20, uh, I'm sorry, 50,000 units. Mercedes GLC, 67,000 units. Porsche Macan, 22,000. Uh, Volvo XC60, 36,000 units. So as you can see, I've just listed the big players, but there's lots of others in there, Cadillac and Infiniti and Jaguar. And, um, it, you know, it, it's just a massive segment. But what's really interesting, Wards includes in this segment the battery electrics. And um, <laughs> I mean, up against the battery electrics, the the Alpha Stelvio is is really not cutting the mustard either. Ford sold um, almost 40,000 units of the Mustang Mach-E, okay? 40,000 units up against 7,700 Alpha Stelvios. Um, Hyundai sold 23,000 Ionic 5s. Kia sold 20,000 EV6s. Uh, and then, of course, the big player, the Tesla Model Y, 207,000 units. So let that sink in. I mean, there's that's a lot of battery electrics in a high-end luxury segment. Um, so it kind of explains why Alpha is pivoting to all electric in the future. Yeah, I think the start of that whole adventure is 2025, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I will say as much about the Ford Mach-E Mustang. It's a star on the southeastern Michigan roadways. Speaking of roadways, it is. It is. Tom, you take this little alpha out onto the roadways, which we're going to go to right now. In terms of horsepower at 280 horsepower, it's, uh, it's not setting any records, but it's also quite in line with what you'd get from a comparable... BMW or Mercedes in this class. So let's uh, let's wind this up and hear how it sounds.
that was just in the natural mode and now I'm going to switch into dynamic mode once you switch into dynamic mode you, you notice uh, the, the shift mapping has changed it's going to hold gears longer so you could I mean you can just hear how twitchy now the throttle becomes steering feels lighter some ways it's a little too twitchy when you're in D dynamic mode um, it gets twitchy when you're just in kind of slow speed maneuvers uh, in a neighborhood or in a parking lot yeah when you're hard on it uh, in dynamic mode it's going to hold the gears quite a bit longer so you're you're actually approaching red line when when you've got your foot into it pretty good you're going to be approaching red line much more much more so than when you're in the natural mode which is the default now i'm going to switch into advance which is efficiency and it's like night and day uh, <laughs> everything slows down uh, engine rpms go down quickly as the vehicle seeks a very um, efficiency-minded transmission point. So at this point, now you're going to need to really get into the throttle a bit more if you need to get going while you're in advanced mode. But if you want to save some fuel and you're just cruising along on the highway, probably nothing wrong with being in advanced mode. We're all about gifting experiences this holiday season rather than material objects. If you're looking for a once-in-a-lifetime trip for yourself or a car enthusiast in your life, you need to learn more about Road & Track experiences. Registration for Route to Vine, Road & Track's upcoming rally through beautiful Northern California in February is coming to a close, but it's not too late to hit the road. They've also just launched an all-new adventure through Appalachia, Smoky 600. You'll rally through some of the most iconic roads in the country, including the Tale of the Dragon. Then you'll shift gears and tour R&T's favorite local distilleries, enjoy Southern cuisine at its finest, and so much more. Learn more at experiences.roadandtrack.com. How did this car feel to you on the road? What was your uh, you know, experience driving this thing around? Yeah, I, I certainly enjoyed it, found it more engaging uh, when I was in the D mode, the uh, dynamic mode. Uh, it, you know, you just notice the engine more, uh, you're holding gears longer, uh, that the steering felt, felt crisp and darty and the car tracked well. I like the suspension settings corners pretty well, stays reasonably flat, even with, the with a, a slightly higher center of gravity. Uh, but I, yeah, it, there's, there's really nothing objectionable about driving an Alpha Stelvio question is, um, with so many choices out there, um, how are they really setting themselves apart from the BMWs and the Mercedes and the Audis and so many offerings out there? The interior is very nice. I, I, I really do like the uh, Stelvio interior. I, I like the matte finish uh, and, and the, you know, the, the very kind of airy, open, light color scheme of this particular model. Uh, but in some ways, the infotainment architecture, for instance, felt like it was a generation behind. It was a small screen. By 2023, I think we've all come to expect that the infotainment systems really need to be state-of-the-art to stay competitive, especially 
in the uh, you know in the luxury world. But uh, yeah, you know, it's a good vehicle. I, I you know, it's it's just having a hard time cutting through the haze of that segment. Uh, that being said, Tom, on a quick spin, we try to get the essence of the automobile and the 2023 Alfa Romeo Stelvio Ti Lusso is no exception. What a mouthful. I'm sure it's even longer in Italian somehow, although I think that is all Italian. I beg, I plead, what is the essence of this car? What's its raison d'etre? Why the heck are they making this thing? They're making it because Americans want an Italian option. Uh, We we haven't had an Italian option for a long time. Um, And based on the sales chart, um, I know that contradicts what I'm saying right now, uh, because you could say, well, maybe Americans don't really want it. I, I'm, I'm not saying that that is a comment on the vehicle itself, uh, either the Giulia or the Stelvio. We've got also the Tonale coming, which is a smaller CUV, um, which which could actually um, push some real buttons uh, in that segment. But um, yeah, the reason d'etre, uh, raison d'etre, uh, it's, it's, yeah, truly, it needs to fly the, the tricolor red, white, and green flag of Italy. You know, that's it's um, it's for that buyer who might not want a BMW, might not want a Mercedes Benz or an Audi or a Lexus or a Tesla. Um, you know, there, there are so many options out there. I don't fault Alfa Romeo one bit for wanting to get into that U.S. market. It's just so fierce that um, at this point, the Italians haven't quite cut through, but uh, I'm not giving up on them yet. And I hope Stellantis isn't either, because I do agree. That being said, Tom, I think now is a good place to put a pin in it. Thank you so much for driving this thing. I know it was a hard job, but hey, somebody has to do it. Absolutely. And I'm glad that I was here to do it for you. And uh, I'm glad we got a chat. And listener, I'm glad you listened to this. Man, you made a full show. Thank you so much for listening. If you could, head over to the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, wherever you listen to this, and drop a five-star review. Uh, and eventually, I will actually go to the review page and see if anybody's doing that. And I will say sing the highest praises to you. Uh, and while you're out there, why don't you head over to a Facebook page, click that like button. That would be all the great AutoWeek content sent directly to you. And I know I say this at the end of every episode, but I do mean it. Without your listenership, none of this could be possible. So thank you for listening.